Welcome to Tackless Radio. First of all, the original song was a favorite of mine. And then when I found out that Lucky Day jumped on the remix, I was like, "Mm, I'm really feeling this. I'm really loving this. I'm loving how it's making me feel. So that was Good and Plenty remix by Lucky Day, my sister's baby daddy, Masego, one of my baby daddies, and the beautiful Alex Isley. I love that song. I've been listening to it over and over and over. And just when you think one of your favorite songs can't get any better, it does. And it just makes your entire week. So hello, freaks, and welcome back to Tackless Radio. I am B-Bad, and I am so happy that you all are here for my sixth episode. I have been learning how to edit this podcast. I've been learning how to add music. As you all can see, I started my podcast off with playing music uh, in the background, which quality wise, really, really shitty, but was able to figure out how to like download music and upload it to my entire podcast realm here so that you all can get some better quality stuff. So I am learning as I go. I am doing all of this by myself, but I will definitely say I, I'm I'm proud. I'm proud of how far I've come so far. So do not laugh at me if I am like trying out new effects or trying to get avant-garde or switch it up. This is literally me practicing my creativity in these first 10 episodes to figure out what drop date works for me, what edits work for me, what intro and outro work for me. This is still a learning process, but I am so happy that you all are here with me while I am on my learning process because we can just learn together because I'm always down for, you know, folks getting some education because Lord knows that And even some of you all know that this podcast has been three years in the making. I've been saying for the last three years, 
I'm going to do a podcast. All my friends who've watched me with my hilarious rants on Snapchat, on Instagram, were like, girl, you should do a podcast. My own manager and the CEO of my company would be like, oh my God, you have such a great personality. You'd be great on a podcast. And I've heard that over and over and over And I was just kind of like, oh, I'll do it. And I tried it with a friend and I bought equipment and I gave it a go and gave it a shot. And I don't know what it is, but it was just something about the pandemic and just starting 2021 off strong that I was like, I'm finally going to do everything that I said I was going to do, whether I fail or succeed. But at least I can say I did it. I tried it. It worked great. It didn't work even better because I will always learn from all of the experiences that I put myself in. So I'm actually really proud of myself because I have come such a long way with trying to put this podcast together. And it's like mind boggling to me that it's actually here and that I've, I've, I've been doing it and learning it. It took a it took a while to learn how to do all of this. I'm not even gonna lie. But I will say that financially, And just from a editing perspective, I am better for it, learning how to do all of these components of a podcast by myself, you know, Um, hopefully this podcast becomes successful and then I can start shipping these clips off to somebody else to edit for me and, you know, make them cleaner and nicer and the quality is even better, but I'm not there yet. And y'all just going to rock out with me while we are in the beginning stages of Britney's podcast. And I love you all for it. Um, Just want to open up my heart a little bit before we go ahead and switch over to shit I saw. Okay, so for me, this week's shit I saw is absolutely hilarious. It's like sad But it's funny on the back end because you can like reflect later down the road and be like, oh, I was being a stupid bitch. And it's funny now. It definitely wasn't funny then, but it's funny now. So we're going to head on over to Twitter. And there is a beautiful girl by the name of Bad Girl Kai. Her handle is at iKairaBad with two Ds. And the tweet is, them red flags be looking like six flags when you really feeling someone. (laughs) And I damn near died because, bitch, that is, (laughs) you hit the nail on the head. You hit the nail on the head. Because how many times have we been feeling somebody and, like, rocking with them and they're hilarious and they're gorgeous and they're pretty and they fine and they smell good and they taste good and you just love everything about them. And you see that first flat and you like, you know what, maybe I was tripping, maybe I was tripping. I didn't really see what I thought I saw. My eyes are deceiving me. Then you see the second flag and you like, you know what? That was probably an accident. That's not like how they really talk. Like they probably were just having a really bad day. And then you see that third flag and you like, no, you know, they just like a reformed hoe. You know, they, they don't even mean to turn their phone over at dinner like that. You know, that was back in the day, back in the past. It's just like a habit of theirs. They don't even notice when they're doing it. And then you see flag four, flag five, flag six, flag seven, flag eight. And next thing you know, bitch, you head over heels with a narcissist. <laughs> because you're just having a time of your life. You're just out here living it up with some raggedy ass nigga and now you in too deep and now you're trying to figure out how to 
fuck to get out of it. And I know men, you all have been there before. Like Shorty is great. She look good, ass fat. She's smart. She got a good job, got her own place. But next thing you know, she tripping about nothing. And next thing you know, she trying to unlock your phone with your eyeballs while you sleep. (laughs) She's like leaving shit around the house to like, Mark her territory. You've only known her for two weeks. It's like those red flags. They pop up very early on. And we all rather ignore them. We don't want to be taken out of the world of bliss that we have created for ourselves with this particular partner. We rather be ignorant because ignorance is bliss. But I had to learn, as many of you all probably have learned listening to this, that when you ignore those red flags, it just becomes so much more difficult to get out of the situation later on instead of you seeing those red flags in the beginning and pulling out early. Because if you pull out early, you can save yourself money, energy, time, a headache, hell, maybe even a baby and a failed marriage if you're able to pull out early. But some of us are just like, we're going to work it out. We're going to see. We're going to go to therapy. We're going to pray. And I've been there before, you know, where you really want to make it work with a motherfucker. You really want the best for the situation. You want the best for this person. But that person is just raggedy as shit. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how much therapy or how much praying or how much saging you do. They still just a trash ass person. And that doesn't mean that they're a trash ass person holistically. They just a trash ass person for you. And it's okay to leave. Honestly, there's so many situations now looking back that I wish I left earlier. Like instead of me thinking to myself, hey, Let's go to couples therapy. Let's work it out. Let me try and like give you space. Let's try and go on like a couples retreat. Let's like really dig deep and make it work. Sometimes it's okay to try that out. But if you still feel like you hitting your head against the wall, baby, it's okay to press the abort button and be bad is the first one to tell you (laughs) from experience. It's okay to press the abort button because if you realize that that person is a lot of fun and they look cute and they great and you have like an amazing time with them while y'all like while y'all are out doing like cute shit. But when you all are together behind closed doors, shit's real rowdy. You all cannot communicate. Everything's an argument. Y'all are always getting on each other's nerves. It's okay to leave. It's okay to leave. But it's it's so much fun sometimes living on the edge, you know, hanging out with the bad one, you know, playing in the dark. It's fun. It's fun. That's why a lot of us are stupid and we do it because shorty fun or he fun or we do fun, reckless shit together. It's a thrill. You know, I am a firm believer that all humans love a thrill. I just feel like depending on your race and your religion, and your orientation, and all those other things that make, I think every human likes a thrill, but you just like different types of thrills, depending on the person that you are. White people love going to the top of mountains, getting on a little piece of wood, and snowboarding down it. 
And I will say, as a person who's gone snowboarding, I see why people die snowboarding because that shit is difficult. It is hard. It is scary as fuck. But it is a thrill. Now, I'm not going to go to the top of the mountain like everybody else. And a lot of white people go snowboarding. I'm not saying that it's an exclusive sport to just white people, but a lot of white people like going snowboarding and fighting bears, white water rafting, all the things that when you look at the statistics and they say people have died, pretty sure majority of them are white. But then you have, you know, uh, black people thrills. Black people thrills are reneging on a spades game and hoping nobody caught your ass. <laughs> um, a thrill is trying to make the macaroni and cheese and bring it over your auntie house and like hoping that you get the family's blessing. Um, a thrill is like, whoops, I forget, forgot my license at the house, but me and my cousin just going to run up the street real quick to grab some more beers, hope we don't get pulled over. Like those are the kind of thrills <laughs> that black people like to participate in. Um, out of the thrills though, not many will get you killed, except that last one definitely might, you know, <laughs> be mindful black people. But a lot of us like, we, we just like thrills. I think as humans, we like thrills. We like our heartbeat to be racing. We like our blood to be pumping. And sometimes when we're around a certain type of person that we know ain't shit for us, we know this nigga ain't shit, but God, does he have some good dick? Or we know Shorty is just mad annoying. She got a mouth on her. Everything's a fucking argument. But I love her curry chicken. Like it's always something that like connects us to this very horrible, toxic person. But it's fun. It's fun. It really do be feeling like Six Flags. A cheap, thrill amusement park. That's what these niggas be. A cheap, thrill amusement park. That's that's what a lot of these niggas be. <laughs> and a lot of these chicks be the same thing, you know? But we have to say to ourselves, like, okay, Six Flags is fun if you can't get to Disneyland. And a lot of you niggas are Six Flags. But we have to aspire for Disneyland. Because Disneyland is a completely different caliber of amusement park. First of all, you can't get through Disneyland or Disney World in one day, you have to buy multiple tickets for multiple days. And it's like $143 per day per person. That's an investment. Like when families go to Disney World or Disneyland, they saved up for the entire year to take their kids down there just for three days. It is an investment. You have to slow down and take everything in. It hits you differently. Like, yeah, you see some characters at Six Flags, like the Looney Tunes and shit that you remember when you was growing up. But like when I saw Snow White, that just, it hit me different. When I saw Ariel, that hit me different. When I saw Mufasa and Simba and Nala, that shit hit different because those characters mean more to me as a kid as a millennial who grew up on Disney movies I rather put the effort into getting into Disney World than driving up to raggedy ass Gurney Illinois spending my $34 to get inside of Six Flags for just a quick fun afternoon of doing something 
Because that's what it really is. Like, you can drive up to Six Flags super duper quick. That's how some of these bitches be. That's how, that's how some of these niggas be. Extra convenient. It's not expensive to get inside the park. Again, these motherfuckers be convenient and cheap. But it is a hassleless good time. You can drive up the street. It don't cost that much. You can get on the Raging Bull and a couple other roller coasters. You can get you a turkey leg, maybe a mojito, and you can go back home and be like, that was fun. But when you go to Disney World, that's a full-blown experience. And that's what we have to start aspiring to. Like, instead of the quick, cheap thrills, we should be looking for the Disney World in our partners. We should be looking for the people who are going to require that we saved up, i.e. worked on ourselves, the internal work. We want someone who saved up all year to really be able to ride this ride and appreciate it at that. Because you don't, a lot of us don't live in Florida, thank God, or California. So you can't just drive to a Disneyland or a Disney World. You have to fly there. And because you flew there and you're not a local, you got to get a hotel room. You probably also got to rent a car. You also have to buy food and souvenirs and the entry. And even when you get inside, then you want to buy the fast pass for a better experience. Then you want to buy all the food. You definitely want to do all the shows and see the parades. Like that's what I want out of a partner, a full blown memorable experience that I saved up for that. I put the work in for to then have an amazing experience because it's super easy to just go up the street to Six Flags, which is super easy for a lot of you niggas. It's just easy to go up the street to see you. You're fun, but you're not good for me. Six Flags is not good for you. You need you a Disney World. You need you a Disneyland. I will even settle for y'all going out there and getting Universal Studios. No less than a Bush Gardens, bitch. But we are not doing the roller coaster off the damn Ryan on 87th. And that's what a lot of y'all are doing. That's what a lot of y'all are doing. Upgrade your niggas, okay? I know the red flags are pretty and I know Six Flags is fun, but we got to upgrade ourselves this year. 2021, we are only doing Disney World motherfuckers. No less than a Bush Gardens. Okay. Okay. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Random Realities. And this one's going to be a really fun one. So apparently, we're going to continue with our cartoon character theme here, because Sesame Street has released a segment recently this week called Explaining Race with two characters, five-year-old Wesley Walker and his dad, Elijah. And these two particular characters are walking through a park. And I just want to first say they got some amazing fades on them. Like whoever styled these particular puppets did an amazing job representing very modern day little black boys and their dads like it is so 
fucking adorable. I just can't. I just, oh my heart. Oh my God. It's adorable. But they're walking through a park and they run into Elmo. And Elmo is looking at all the leaves that are falling off of the tree because it's fall. So you have orange leaves and red leaves and brown leaves and green leaves. And Elmo picks up a red leaf and he says, Elmo's fur is red like this leaf. And then he picks up a brown leaf and he says, Wesley, why is your skin brown like this leaf? And Wesley is like super excited to answer the question. He's like, I know, I know, I know. It's because of melanin. Is that right, dad? And his dad is like, yep, you got it. But right. Melanin is inside all of us. And the different amount of melanin that you have is what dictates your skin color. And it was just like the most educated way to explain to children how we are all human with different pigmentation and features. And it was just like the most aha moment that I know kids around the world who have never seen black boys or black girls, they now have a representation of a little black boy that looks just like them, but he just happens to have a little bit more melanin. And kudos to Sesame Street because this is premium <laughs> programming right here, ladies and gentlemen. Like I believe the Sesame Street has been on air for like 50 years or something like that. Like golly, like this this is just, I grew up watching Sesame Street and they are still going hard. Like talk about keeping up with the times. This is just absolutely amazing. This is how you use education to really drive home equality and doing your part. And shout out to Sesame Street. I, I love these particular characters. They are absolutely adorable. Check them out on like YouTube. I found this particular video on um, on Instagram, but it is absolutely adorable. And that's our week's random reality. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between, welcome back to the tactless topic of the week. I'm just going to be honest with y'all. I am maybe a little sleep deprived right now. I have been up for like maybe 31 hours. All I know is the last time I went to sleep, it was 9 p.m. Thursday. Like I remember it was Thursday. Uh, I got off of work at five and I was like feeling like really, really tired. Now I know why the fucking flows in town. And I remember I was like, okay, let's just get to five, get to five, get to five. So five o'clock came. I was like, okay, who I'm gonna take me a real quick nap. Took me a nap from like five to 9 PM. I woke up and I have been up since then it is currently 2 50 a.m on saturday 
I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. I don't know. So I don't necessarily know what the tactless topic of the week is, but I'm just going to allow sleep deprivation to move my spirit. And we're going to just see what we get and where we go with this. Okay. All right. Yay. Awesome. You know what? Speaking of sleep deprivation, do y'all remember? It had to have been like eight years now on Twitter. Everybody was doing that hashtag like team no sleep and everybody was grinding and nobody was sleeping because sleep, you could sleep when you were dead. And everybody just like really was being really harsh on people who got rest at the time. (laughs) That's kind of how I looked at it. Like people are just being really harsh on individuals who decided to take naps or like go to bed at a decent hour. Because if it, it just was like, unless you were working 20 hours a day and only sleeping four hours. You really weren't trying to achieve your dream or your goal. It was kind of like you were slacking or lacking. And it was just kind of like this whole movement of just niggas being on Twitter at 3 a.m. talking about team no sleep. I'm out here grinding. And I'm like, nigga, you work in the fucking McDonald's fast food drive through. OK, you just on the late shift. I guess you're not sleeping, but you could be. I just want to say that was so fucking stupid. I hate the fact that people really think that if you just work all of these extraneous hours and push your body to the brink over and over and over that you're not serious about your dream or that you actually don't want to achieve whatever you're trying to achieve because you wanted to get some rest. I kind of feel like Why would I kill myself trying to get to my dream and reach my goal that when I get there, I'm burnt the fuck out, I'm tired, I'm weaker, I'm exhausted, I'm stressed, I'm depressed, my body hurt, my diet all off, like my hair falling out and shit, like, you know, I can't really enjoy it. You know, whatever blessings I reap from the work that I put out and from the little seeds that I sow, I can't, I want to be able to also enjoy it when I finally get there. And to me, it just didn't make any fucking sense that we were bashing people for taking naps. Like, fuck, if I could take a nap right now, I would. Like my body wants me to, (laughs) but I just want y'all to know you only get one body. So treat it well, you know, work hard. You'll get there. Don't worry. You will, you will get there. Be persistent, but don't kill yourself. You got to be able to enjoy the ride because if you're not enjoying the process, you really not going to enjoy the destination because majority of this bitch is the journey. <laughs> like you hit 
some really dope destinations, but for the most part, you got to enjoy being in that car for majority of this fucking trip. It's a lot of work with a couple amazing stops along the way. That's how I look at all of this. But if you just go fucking drive 24 hours straight and be delusional, which at that point you're just as dangerous on the road as a drunk driver, what are you doing? You know, you got to enjoy these things sometimes, even if you didn't make it yet. <laughs> I'm in learning it. I have to learn to enjoy all of this. Because, ooh, it is difficult. But I find a way to figure it out, make it work. And I just want that for all of y'all, I guess. That's my tackless topic of the week. (laughs) Now that we've gotten that out of the way, what you want to eat? 